With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Seven fifty five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. Welcome back to Seven Fifty Five is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for the Athletic, I'm with Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. Eric, what's going on, man? Man, waking up. It's a little early today, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I was writing a story at about three in the morning, so I've. Uh... I can feel you. Um, that was a riveting first game, man. That was about as good a scenario as a Braves could possibly have hoped for, with the exception of losing Adam Duvall. And, I mean, not to not to uh, downplay it at all because Duvall's had a hell of a season, but he's not been doing much in the postseason. So, you know, if you're going to lose him uh, – he got you here, but he hasn't been doing a whole lot. So I think they can cover for that. It's not like losing Max Freed right now, for instance. But it's a negative. You hate seeing it because the guy's done so much to help get the Braves here, and he's out with an oblique, and it's pretty, you know, pretty obvious they're going to have to replace him on the roster, and, and he'll be ineligible as well for the World Series once they replace him. But I mean, that's about the only negative thing you can say from last night's five to one win for the Braves because that was uh, that was impressive. Well, I, I thought the most, you know, the biggest compliment you can give this offense is that you can get, lose a guy that hit 16 homers this year, and it doesn't yeah. feel like that big a deal. I mean, I don't know yeah. if, if anything else explains how good this uh, this offense is other than that. I mean, that was your nine-hole guy last night that hit that ball. That hit a rocket. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. You lose a guy that had two, three homer games this year, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it, it does, and, it, and it doesn't fe- seem like that big a deal. In a 60-game season, yeah. And he play, he's played great outfield, too. Great outfield defense. But, yeah. yeah. Your nine-hole hitter comes up last night in the ninth inning, gets down 0-2 in a count, and hits a bomb on a 98-mile-an-hour fastball off a guy who's given up, Blake Trinan, who's given up one home run all season. I mean that's what that's what this Braves offense has been capable of doing. We've talked about it all all year, but uh, I think people on a national stage saw what we've seen so many times this year. They just saw it against a you know the best opponent, but it would be you know it, it was almost run of the mill for the Braves to have a four run ninth inning. It seemed like this year. <laughs> it just felt like a normal game. Honestly, yeah. like that's what they do every game. You know they they, so, they battle 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 and then they put up a four spot and blow it open. And they do it in the ballpark that's supposed to be a a, a, a a graveyard for home runs, you know? Everybody talking about how you can't hit home runs there. They hit more home runs in one night than the Padres and the Dodgers did in that series. Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> Bray's got something going, man. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think after that game, too, I think a lot of people are starting to see it on both sides, not just Bray's fans kind of 
wondering yeah. if they can beat the Dodgers or Dodgers fans question it. But I think everybody watching now understands what, what the Braves have. The only question, and it's the same question I had entering the series because I, I, I said on the, I said on a round table we had yesterday on Zoom and athletic writers that while I, you know, I would pick the Dodgers if I had to, I said, it's not going to surprise me at all if the Braves win this thing, because I told everybody why they are fully capable of winning. Cause they were talking about this Dodgers juggernaut offense. And I said, the Dodgers scored one run more than the Braves did during the season, you yeah. know? They hit like 15 more homers than the Braves, but the Braves were second in the majors in homers. And in September, the Braves offense was, you know, there were times where it was the best offense in baseball. So you add you add the best bullpen in baseball, which even if statistically during the season it wasn't, we saw it. So we know most of those runs they gave up were in meaningless games off people that are not in the bullpen right now. Yeah. The bullpen they got right now is healthy. And is the deepest and best in baseball. This bullpen's given up one run in the spring. Tra- I mean, in uh, in the postseason, one run. They have uh, the bullpen has a zero point three nine ERA in the postseason, and that's twenty five appearances total. Twenty three and a third innings. They've given up one run, ten hits, four walks. 28 strikeouts, 0.60 whip from the bullpen, and a 123 opponent's batting average. It's it's stupid. Uh, you know, I just – I don't know really what else to, to say about it other than I just don't want to talk about it too much and jinx it. That's how I feel like at, at this point. It, they've been so damn hot. Um, I mean, there's going to be – there's got to be some point during the postseason where yeah. things don't go perfect because they've just gone perfect. But – you know, Martin coming in and throwing, doing what he did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's slider is just stupid. He's there now, man. Will. I know. You, you know what's what is the biggest sign to me that his slider is nasty? He threw two sliders above the belt right down the middle to Turner yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Right down. The, I mean, he put him on a tee. And that that's when you know your slider is good is when you put a slider on a tee to a really good hitter and they still swing over the top of it and hit a foul ball. Um, Melanson. three perfect innings from him, Melanson, and uh, uh, from Chris Martin, Will Smith, Mark Melanson. Yeah, Melanson's been really surprising too. You know, there was yeah. especially you know postseason last year, some of the games last year there were some hiccups and stuff going on, and this year he's just come in and had a damn quick inning pretty much every time. You know, at least half the people out there, and half the half the writers as well thought that Melanson would be replaced at some point as closer by Will Smith. I think that, we said it. Yeah, we did. And that was never even a consideration, you know? No. Melanson has, has, has owned that that uh, closer role all, all season and just keeps doing it, man. And last night he added the nonchalant catch, <laughs> catch <laughs> of the home run ball, of Ozzy's home run ball. Standing, uh, what, about, what about that, man? That looked unbelievable. He just like, oh, here it comes. I think I'll catch it. <laughs> he made he made outfield look easy, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like, you know, handing the baton to him. It's your turn now. It was like he was stretching. And he's like, the glove's yeah. out. Here, it's going <laughs> to land in it. <laughs> um, so, you have that ninth inning, man. That was, uh, like I said, we've seen that all year, that kind of inning from the Braves in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. There's a reason why they have so many comeback wins. Uh, but they remain unbeaten. 
uh, in games where they led after six. They didn't lead after six last night. It was tied. But the comeback wins, they've led the majors in those since Smith, since Snit took over as a manager in 16. And they show no signs of letting up. Last night they did it against a bullpen that just brought in one guy after another throwing gas, man. And the Braves hit bombs off of them. Uh, well, and that was, fourth inning, four hits, all four hits, the guys that had the four hits, every one of them was down 0-2 in account at one point. It's I was I was gonna say, um I almost feel like facing Dustin May helped Riley. Mm-hmm. Because because he struck out against hundred mile an hour seekers in the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like getting that look at it and and seeing that ball move like that because May's May's ball moves even more than Trainings. But oh man, I think they said Trainings given up like three or four home runs maybe in his career on ninety eight mile an hour fastballs or better or sinkers. And Riley's one of the guys. Um, mm-hmm. But just getting a look at a ball moving like that. How often? You know, in the past, if there was a dude that threw a hundred mile an hour sinker, a ninety eight mile an hour sinker, you got there's really no way to practice against it. You know, you don't have right, a guy right. you can hit off, you don't have a machine that can really replicate that. And uh Riley was lucky because he got to face one in, in the seventh inning. So it almost it probably made training's slider not or a sinker really not look that nasty. Freddie said, was talking about it, he goes, we come storming back in the ninth inning. Austin, huge home run, probably the biggest hit of his life. And Austin said as much. He said, I, I, I was fortunate to homer in my major league debut, and this tops it by a long way. He goes, supposed to the importance of the game, put the team ahead. Um, you know, and then he brought up being last year, this time last year, he was down at the Braves minor league headquarters in Florida watching the team on TV because they sent him down there to stay, to stay in shape and yeah. get get try to you know try to get try to stay ready in case they needed him, but he had sucked so bad you know in, in the second half, uh, and then missed a month with the knee injury that they just couldn't have him on the roster. He was striking out every other bat after that amazing start to his rookie year. So I mean you know he felt like that that really motivated him that that being down there and being able to and just watching his team lose to the Cardinals on TV and he could do nothing and w- knew he wasn't good enough and didn't belong on the postseason roster he didn't complain he, he said I didn't he, I didn't play well enough to be honest. <laughs> that's even worse than yeah. that's honestly that's even worse than thinking you should be on it <laughs> it's just like <laughs> god damn I suck so bad you know I, you know he's not even mad he just you just disappointed you know I got overlooked uh by the fourth, by the ninth inning, uh, heroics and and uh, and and Max Freed. We haven't even talked about him yet, but him bouncing back from that start against the Marlins to have a terrific to outpitch Bueller last night. Yeah, I mean he pitched terrific. He, and the thing was, he starts with twenty eight pitches in the first inning. So even Snit was going, "We'll be lucky to get you know four innings out of him." And then he just settled in and got into a groove and got stronger as it went on, and ended up going six six innings in ninety six pitches. Gives up one one run on a homer, four hits total, two walks, nine strikeouts. The Braves threw a four-hit game last night against the Dodgers, man, the best offense in baseball. I, look who pitched, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, and, and Ian Anderson, I mean, he's no walk in the park either. But, you know, I thought I thought Free did a really good job of pitching a man, especially the right-handers. Well, mm-hmm. mainly the right-handers. But his fastball has this little baby cut to it. And when you're trying to when you're trying to stay back and wait and recognize his curveball, which is you know plus plus pitch, it's it, that that's kind of what gives the Dodgers they gave him the 
such a hard time yesterday was he kept pounding them in with fastballs and it's got a little bit of cut. Even if it didn't have that cut, it'd be a really tough combo. But him being able to run it in on their hands like that, um, they just they looked just like they were just battling and, and just trying to trying to stay alive against them. They didn't look like a dominant offense. Mm-hmm. So I thought the tone was set by yeah. Freddie coming out and hitting a yep. bomb off yeah. a ninety-seven mile an hour Walker Bueller fastball on Down a one-two count on a one yeah one-two yeah just dropped the bat head on it just that yep. swing of Freddie's that's that pixel if you pixelated it you'd know exactly who that was you know <laughs> yeah. that Freddie Freeman swing nobody else <laughs> yeah. has that swing nope I, I don't even know how to I don't even know how to characterize or or, or, uh, or describe that swing that Freddie has but everybody that's seen it a hundred times a thousand times knows exactly what we're talking about. Big old six foot four Freddie with that swing he has, uh, he just destroyed that ball. He, you know, and you and you immediately thought. I thought they said this this ballpark nobody's going to hit a home run here. That wasn't even a that wasn't. It was no doubt about it. There was no doubt no. about any of the three home runs they hit no. last night. So he hits an, uh, a bomb on a ninety seven mile hour fastball before a lot of people the, of the crowd of eleven thousand probably even found their their seats and. After they take that 1-0 lead in the top of the first, the bottom of the first, the Dodgers seemingly have freed on the ropes right yeah. away. They got two on, and they got Will Smith up, who just had a five-hit game in a previous series, and he strikes him out. And I thought when he got out of that inning unscathed after 28 pitches and the Braves were up 1-0, it's like, okay, they've, they've dropped the gauntlet and gone, we're here, man. We ain't going to be easy. Yeah, and I think that was a big step for Max too. He's been a little, he's been a little shakier his last few starts. He hasn't looked really the same um, since since he got hurt. He hasn't had that dominant um, mm-hmm. just Max Fried start, and each one's kind of had an inning like that that might have got out of hand for him. Um, and you know, he's for me, he's finally settling in. I was watching the post game yesterday, and I've that's actually I I was so excited about that game yesterday that that was the first post game show I've watched all year you know where you actually want to tune in and I just wanted more of that game Um, but he was saying on there that you know he felt like he's finally finding his rhythm from uh from the time he missed with his uh injury Mm -hmm. and he he I feel like after the first inning he looked pretty damn good he looked like himself I thought so too after that first the second inning he, he gives up a single and a walk too uh, around a strikeout, but he ends up, you know, getting Mookie to fly out to to center to get to leave two on in the second. So again, he, you know, he sets he establishes himself there. They don't get anything off of him. And then after that, it was Max Freed. It was two strikeouts in a perfect third inning, a strikeout and two fly balls in a perfect fourth inning. Uh, gives up the leadoff home run to Kiki Hernandez in the fifth. Uh, but then gets a ground out, a ground out. Uh, what what he had that? Uh, oh, that hit off of Riley, real hard hit ground ball that went off of Riley's glove. Yep. But he gets out of that with Justin Turner ground out too. So then the sixth inning, I mean, you know, you're thinking, okay, he's going to be run- is he running on fumes now? And he strikes nope. out Muncie and Will Smith to start that and gets Bellinger on a little harmless pop up. Yeah, so it was a strong way to finish. You know, you you pointed out him getting in, in, how he hadn't looked him say, the same since the injury. People forget he pitched six innings in a span yeah. of twenty five days before the yeah. postseason. That's hard to do. So he kind of covered it up against the Reds, but that wasn't the Reds and the Marlins were not the Dodgers. So he could get by with his you know less than his usual stuff against those guys, aggressive, free swinging teams. Yeah, and that's why that first inning felt a little scary, mm-hmm. just because you knew what he was up against. 
And he said it afterwards. He goes, this is a really disciplined team. And if you don't throw strikes, they're just going to spit on it. You know, you got to throw strikes and pitch to contact. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's something Ian Anderson's going to been great at. So, you know, the, yeah. the matchup for me tonight doesn't really scare me. Um, it, he's just so aggressive and, and they haven't ever seen him. And, yeah. you know, his, his fastball, like we've talked about, yeah. is just different than other guys' fastballs. So, you know, I, I feel pretty good about tonight's matchup too. The Dodgers haven't seen the Iron Mike yet. They have the pitching not. machine. <laughs> they, no, they can't. They can see it on video, but it's a little different, and to see it in person. Yeah, it always is, and you can watch all the video you want. You know, until you see the movement on that ball, and it's it's probably the same thing with Freed's curveball. But yeah, you know, I was sitting sitting on my couch last night watching, and I'm just I was actually thinking about Ian Anderson and just watching how. You know, he's just cruised through this all. And I'm like, man, is this, is this guy ever going to get nervous? Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, this will be his biggest test of his career. It's been, what, he's had a three-week career or something. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, this is when you're really going to see if, if he can if he can go out here with fans in the stadium and, and keep being the same guy he's been against the Dodgers. I'll be – I won't be surprised, but I'll be really impressed. The career that started out with the win against Garrett Cole and the Yankees. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that set the tone for it, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And then and then a win at at uh, Fenway Park in his second start. So, you know, he slayed his boyhood, his boy, the ghost of his childhood uh, right away. <laughs> Being <laughs> growing up in Albany, New York, um, you know, it's funny you said you're not uh, concerned, really worried about tonight's start. And it says so much about him. He's facing Clayton Kershaw tonight. You know, a guy he kind of idolized growing up as a kid, like every other pitcher that age, you know, Clayton was the guy. I mean, he won three Cy Young Awards. He was almost Greg Maddox there for a while, you know, and this is the guy that uh, that uh, Ian watched and wanted to replicate. He goes, I know I was right handed, so I couldn't do it. But still, he's the guy that year after year he produced these seasons. But he didn't say it with any kind of awe in his voice whatsoever because I haven't heard him have any kind of awe Ever. Or, or nervousness at all. <laughs> no. So he's going to face the Dodgers, and you know their backs are against the wall now in in effect because uh, everybody knows the, the numbers. The, the teams certainly do. The players do. 35 of the last 50 teams that won game one in the, in, a, uh, in, uh, in LCS are all time. 35 of 50 won the series, including what was it? Six of the last seven or seven of the last eight. The only, but the only team that didn't lose the NLCS after losing game one was the Dodgers two years ago. And a lot of these same guys are on that team. 2018, they lost to the Brewers in game one, won the series in seven. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not over. You know that. Yeah. And they <laughs> I mean, know it's, that. It's a damn good team. I, you know, for me, it just, I think it was just more of a statement, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was an important statement for the team to make and, and for people to see that this team's different. You know, when, when right. you, when you nine hole hitter <laughs> hits a, hits the most, that was probably the most no doubt home run I've seen all season. As mm-hmm. soon as it left his bat, there was no doubt that ball was going out. And that, that's probably the first time I've yelled at the TV too, because I was just caught up yeah. in a moment and just so excited for this team. Um, but when, when that guy's hitting in your nine hole and he can hit a 98 mile an hour sinker from a dude, Oh, I found the stat. It said he's it. Kendrys Morales, Omar Narvaez, and Francisco Lindor, uh, Lindor are the only um, hitters to hit a home run off tree in on a ninety-eight mile an hour uh, fastball or a sinker. It's four guys have done it, and your nine-hole hitters doing it. And he and he spat on a slider low, uh, low and away that would have killed him last year before that yep. to get to that pitch. I mean, that's the yeah. difference in this guy. That's how different he is last year. I know the numbers for the season don't look overwhelming. But if you watched him all season, 
you know that it's a different guy than the one that struggled so much after his fast start last year. I mean, this is a guy that you felt like you felt like any given night this year he could hit a bomb, almost any at bat, even if he had struck out, you know, a couple times previous, because he's never looked out of sorts like he did last year for three months, two or three months. This year, you know, he still he still didn't put up huge numbers, but he made some big progress this year. And that showed last night. I mean, in that home run. And man, when he connects, oh. that swing, <laughs> oh that swing God. is beautiful. When he when he can when he flushes a ball, it is like, whoa, whoa. You see that light tower power, as Shipper put it. Well, yeah, that's what I mean too. Watching it, you, you know, the angle of that pitch coming in and his his bat swooping down on it and getting yeah. just under it, and the way it came off his bat. Uh, there's not a park in the world that's going to hold that ball. I mean, you know, it's gone right off his bat, and that's also the beauty of it too. What you're talking about is he would have had those tough at bats, or maybe he strikes out a couple times and still hits a homer. I mean, that's the that's the craziest nine hole hitter yeah. to be able to have. I mean, I'm sure he won't be there now because Duvall got hurt, but. To be able to roll that lineup out there and have that guy in your nine hole that maybe he did strike out a couple times, but if you make a mistake, he hits it 450 to win the game. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's that depth we've been talking about all year with this offense. They could still keep him there depending on what they do. Um, yeah, uh, it depends on, you know, do they put Camargo at third? Do they keep Riley at third and put Pache? I, I don't know if you give Pache a start against against you know, Clayton Kershaw. I just don't know if he's ready. But defensively, you're better defensively. As good as Duvall is, with Pache in center and Acuna back and right, you got a really good outfield. But yeah. then do you let Nick face Kershaw tonight? Because, you know, Nick, while he had some good numbers against Kershaw in the past, it's not the same Nick now. We saw that last night. Um, but, you know, Kershaw doesn't throw 99 like those guys he, he was facing last night either. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I tend to think – I tend to think – uh, Snit will probably net, let Nick play, especially with uh, with uh, Duvall out. But we'll see. We'll see shortly. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Uh, I thought another great development in that ninth inning was Acuna. After after doing nothing all night, he had uh, popped up on the first pitch of the game, struck out looking, struck out looking again. Flyed out in the seventh inning. So for him to come up after the home run and hits a double, that was big. Yeah. And he was excited too. You know, he was like, it was like he'd had, a, he'd, he'd been four, uh, three for three before, or three for four before that instead of 0 for four because he was jacked up. And he, uh, and he goes uh, from second to third on Freddie's fly ball. Freddie almost hit two home runs because he said, he, he put, he put him at the wall on that, on that. Uh, ball that moves uh, Acuna to third. Well, he I think that's the ball two. everybody's saying is is out in a lot of other parks that it is right. hard to hit home runs there because I think that ball's gone in, in a lot of stadiums. Then Azuna does what he does. We've talked about that. He singles to right field, drives in the run to get that huge run at that point of the game to make it 3-1. That's when you thought, oh, they're going to win this game because they're not yeah. going to give up two runs in the ninth. And then uh, and it's almost like – and then they bring in, uh, what, Jake McGee – because those were off trying and all those hits were off trying and yeah. they bring in Jake McGee and the first uh first battery faced or second battery faced is uh he gets Darno pops up and then Albies it's a on tank. an 0-2 fastball 96 yeah hits a tank and they were jacked up again and you're like oh my god they're doing to the Dodgers what they did to to everybody you know every podunk team throughout the year they're yeah. making them look just like another just another team well, that's the exact was, uh, game you've seen all year where, yep. you know, <laughs> you get a decent start from your starter, the bullpen comes in, their lights out, and if you don't put this team away, 
you know, a, a tie game or even up by one on this team is, is, is scary. You know, if you're, if you're the opposition, because at any minute, it's not just going to be a one or two spot. You know, you're always risking giving up three or four runs and in a span of four or five batters. And, and they did last night. Yeah. They played the game that the kind of game they played all year, but the difference being, uh, Max Free did it against the best offense in baseball. Yep. Then they got three perfect innings against the best offense in baseball. And then they did their late innings thing against a bullpen that, if it's not the best in baseball, it's not as deep as the Braves. But every guy they ran through that out is just filthy. I mean, these yeah. guys were nasty. God, they no. got some stuff. Everybody throws gas. And, and that's kind of what I was saying about May earlier is, it almost works against you at some point where the team's already seen so much nasty shit that game that yeah. by the time you get to yeah. the, the ninth inning, a dude throwing a 98-mile-an-hour sinker isn't the best pitch you've seen today. It's not even the you're, best fastball. You're starting it up a little earlier after, after, yeah. after gauging those guys. You're getting yeah. it going, the swing going a little earlier, man. Um, uh, You know, the funny thing is everybody talked about how Freed and the Braves relievers. Okay, yeah, they did this against the Reds. They did this against the Marlins. But let's see them do it against these disciplined, professional, grinding hitters of the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, yeah, they did. They walked two guys all night. Uh, Walker Bueller walked five guys in five innings. Yep. The Braves were the team that was grinding at bats all night against Walker Bueller. And they've done it all year. And you know the the best thing I saw in the ninth, um, I felt like was a, just to emphasize Azuna again, you know, his, his ability to, to take what the pitchers are giving him and his ability to battle. You see so many at bats get to two strikes or a guy gets behind in the count and he's still taking big swings. Azuna just fights a ball off into right field and gets another run in. And that's, that's what made you feel comfortable too, was a two run lead and just keeping that line moving the way they have, somebody's yeah. going to go deep. If you give them enough opportunities, they see enough balls, somebody's going to hit a homer too. And, and all of a sudden it's a four spot. That's what I. That's I don't know if you heard the question. If you watched the post game, I asked Freddie about what does it say about your how your team you know kept foot on the throat last night. You get the home yep. run from Austin Riley, but you kept going. And Freddie goes, "That's the key. That's this offense is you hand off the baton and you keep the you keep the line moving, and everybody just keeps rolling and rolling because you got to put a team like the Dodgers away. If they would have settled for that Austin Riley homer and a two one lead, who knows what would have happened? Who knows? That you changes know? everything. And it, that's the Dodgers not could put up a four spot. Yep. You know. Yeah, but once it once you're down four, you know, I'm, I'm, I think every team has a tendency to feel like it's a wrap at that point. You know, one mm-hmm. run's nothing, and yep. Yep. and it, that's kind of what I mean. You know, Azuna could have gone up there and tried to blow the game open, had a shitty at mm-hmm. bat, and popped up, and all of a sudden it's it's a one run game, and you know maybe Melanson has to pitch different. You know, when you're when you're a closer and you come in up one, you can't make one mistake, so maybe you wind up walking a guy or giving up. You know, you have to pitch. You have to pitch more aggressive. You you can't risk a single bad pitch, and it puts a different pressure on you. When you get that four run lead, I mean, you could throw it right down the middle and just make the hitters hit it. Yeah, yeah. I, what do you think about this? I thought, as you know, you, you heard the stat: thirty five out of fifty uh, who win first game. I thought for the Braves to win game one was much more important than Way for more the important. Dodgers to win game one. Yeah. I don't yeah. think the Dodgers feel a whole lot of pressure. But if the Braves had gone down 0-1 with Max Fried having lost, yeah. that's immense pressure because the Dodgers know what – the Braves and the Dodgers know what they've got coming up when this thing gets to about game four, you know, yeah. or even game three with Kyle even Wright. He's made one postseason start, and it was against yeah. the Marlins, who well, were down you, if, 
if you're the Dodgers and you win that game, you feel like all we got to do is yeah. beat Ian Anderson and we win the series. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. But when you flip it, you know, if they lose to Ian Anderson today, who they've never seen, um, you're going to see those guys again, at least, you know, you're going to have to beat Freed yep. and, and Ian Anderson again. So yeah, I mean, Bra- it's, it was huge for him. Cause if the Braves can win tonight, Ian Anderson, they know that, okay, so we don't know about how our number three star is going to do. We feel pretty good about Kyle Wright, but we don't know how he's going to do it. We don't know who's going to start four. But you know what? If we win game two, we're up 2-0. We also know we can throw a bullpen game in game four and come back with Max Fried in game five if we want to. Yep. You know? Yeah. So you're, it just changes everything winning that game last night. And, and the momentum, not to mention the fact you stay unbeaten while you just handed the Dodgers their first postseason loss. So the Dodgers are going – Wait a minute, we're not so invulnerable, huh? Yeah. We just lost with Walker Bueller, our number one starter. Yeah, and Kershaw's still Kershaw. You know, I mean he he's look he's looked decent this postseason, but he's not a guy that can overwhelm you anymore. No, you know, he's pitching. And the reason he's pitching second. Yeah. I like so I like Freddie against him tonight. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I like it. Uh, yeah. Um you're looking at now postseason. The, like I said, Braves bullpen, 0390 ERA. Dodgers bullpen now is up to 2.77. And that's a really good bullpen. Um they had given up that they had given up no homers. Their their bullpen had not given up a homer until last night to give up two in the ninth. Let's see. Uh overall, I'm looking at ERA because it is crazy, man. The overall Braves ERA now is well it ticked up one one hundredth this 0.93 in six games jesus they got an 078 whip and a 163 opponents average in six playoff games man they've given up 34 hits in 58 innings two home runs they've out homered their opponents 10 to 2 that's a pretty good sign 10 to 2 it's hard to lose like that yeah and get this 70 strikeouts and 11 walks in 58 innings for the Braves pitchers. No, and you know, I, I think that at some point there's going to be some kind of bullpen hiccup or something come up. And you just got to remember that if this bullpen hasn't been what they've been so far, you're probably not playing right now because every single game has, has been pretty damn tight until they blew it open. But if you had a bullpen that was just okay, absolutely, you know, you're losing a game to the Reds, you lose a game to the Marlins. It's just, it's different. You know, the both games, the Reds, you could lose with a bad bullpen. And that for me, that's been, that's been the biggest difference makers is just how lights out the pen's been that. And I think other teams know that too, you know, it's got to, it's got to put, it puts more pressure on them to score off the starter, knowing that there's six guys down there, um, that you can pretty much count on for a zero in the Braves pen. It, I thought it's just changed absolutely everything. Having Freddie was my boat was a uh, you know the MVP of the team and it was uh, he got all but like one vote from a writer from local chapter. Freddie's MVP of the team, but you could argue that the bullpen is a co MVP of this team because yeah. they have been throughout the entire season. They've just changed everything. They allowed the Braves to get through these, you know, while they were piecemeal in the rotation and trying to figure things out, shuffling it constantly. They allowed the Braves to get through that stretch without the bottom falling out. Yeah. And now in the postseason, they've just meant, I mean, they have lived up to all, surpassed expectations. They've been tremendous. They changed everything for a team. 
it changes everything. It, it's it's another ace. You know, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Is, you know, you even when you don't have, if you didn't have Freed, you know, you don't have your ace starter. Even when you don't, you know, you still have an ace in the pen. You can, you got, you got guys in the pen, and it's it's really hard to to have a pen where you feel like, you know, that's why teams don't like players don't like the bullpen games as much because each guy you bring in versus a, a solid starter, there's a chance that one of those guys is just off today. But mm-hmm. so far, they've just every guy they've brought in is just coming and not even had like a decent inning. They've dominated. You know, they, they, Martin threw 14 pitches, 11 strikes. Will Smith threw 13 pitches, nine strikes. And Melanson had a nine pitch inning they're so to close efficient. it out. I mean, there's just, there's, it's not like they're just skating by, you know, runner on first, runner on second, double right. play, base hit, strikeout, you know, where it's, it's not convincing. They've been, it, they've been dominant appearances from everybody in the pen. I mean, if somebody told you going into the postseason, all right, you can have, you can have Max Freedy and Anderson, and you can have two more good starters, not nope. aces, but two more good starters <laughs> nope. and a mediocre bullpen. Nope. Or you can have Kyle Wright, a fill-in-the-blank fourth starter you had no idea who was going to be, and a unbelievably good bullpen. You're not even going to hesitate, right? <laughs> right. And it's crazy because with all the offense in the game, almost every game I've watched this postseason has been a playoff yeah. game. It, it, yeah. They haven't been blowouts. Yeah. That's why your pen's you- so important. And the thing is, you're watching the Rays do it with a bullpen, you know, yeah. with just bullpenning so much. And here's the other thing, man. Watching these, watching this series, I said on the roundtable yesterday, whoever wins this NLCS is going to win a World Series. I really believe that. As good as the Rays are, I think by the time they get to the World Series, doing it the way they're doing it, they're going to have some tired arms, man. And the Braves, if they can get there, they're not going to be like that. They're going to have a bullpen that's still fresh the way they're using them. These guys are not – they're not wearing out anybody. No. Well, and because they have so many guys to choose from. It's and you get not two like rest you got, days. Yeah. In a World Series, two rest days. Two rest days. Normal. It's like and it's normal. not like you have two horses that you're just grinding. You know, it's, nope. it's – Will Smith's not throwing two and a third. You see a lot of teams do that in the postseason where they start right. stretching their relievers. They got this lights-out guy, and they throw him, you know, an extra inning, and then he pitches the next day. So he's going – he's throwing four or five innings in a matter of two days – that stuff doesn't always catch up with you in that series. Sometimes it catches up with you, you know, the next series or two or three days later after you have a little time off. You know, that's when it catches up with your arm. Snit's able to just throw these guys one inning at a time, and he's just got the next guy to pick. Like when he said, he, yeah, we didn't even have to use our go-to guys last night. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so he wasn't even including Shane Green, Mentor, and the go-to guys. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and last night, what, he didn't even use Matzik. Nope. You got Matzik another day off. So, I mean, it is. It's a loaded pin. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. You know, I, I fully expect Ian Anderson to go five or six innings tonight just from watching him every game. And then all you need from, from Kyle Wright tomorrow it really is about four solid innings. Yeah. If you can do that. Well, if you get if you get a good start from Kyle Wright tomorrow, if you get a good three, four innings and you want to go to the pen and really stretch it, that doesn't scare me at all with the bullpen day the next day. Cause if, you know, if, if, yeah. if you wound up being up 2 0 and writes good through four or five, I'd have a short hook and just go straight to this pen because, it, you know, bullpen game, anything can happen. But you, you play that game three tomorrow like it's game seven. Got to, got to. Cause then there's no way that you, you know, the Dodgers are not going to win four straight games against you. No way. Yeah. So, yeah. They're sitting pretty. Starters, uh, by the way, came in with that 5.5 something ERA. It was the highest ever for a, uh, 
for playoff a postseason team. team for a playoff team. <laughs> Highest ever. Right now, the starters are 3-0 and with a 1.30 ERA in six games. They've given up uh, – they've pitched 34 and two-thirds innings, given up 24 hits, uh, seven walks, 42 strikeouts. They got an 0.89 whip, a 189 opponent's average. I mean – they still only had one start from somebody other than Ian and uh, right. and, and 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 Max, but that's nevertheless impressive. And and uh, the lineup has been, you know, after having after having some games there where they just couldn't do anything, like against the Reds particularly, and and one against the Marlins last night. You know, against the best team they faced, I thought the I thought the lineup did some really good things. I mean, they had some more scoring opportunities, but they weren't leaving tons of runners on base. You know, they, uh, you know, they left two on in the fourth. They did, they failed to score after getting a couple of one out walks, but they were at the bottom of the order. Marqueca struck out looking and Riley, uh, flied out. But, uh, and then they, and then they failed to score in a sixth. Yeah. That was that the one problem. I might them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had consecutive hits to start the inning. And then they got, uh, well, that's when they brought in, they brought in, uh, May. oh, that dude throwing gas, man. The guy, uh, Gratterall. Oh, Holy Gratterall, shit, that's right. That yeah. guy, that guy is filthy. It's oh. fake. It's it's fake. I watch these games <laughs> and I see this guy come in and he's playing catch at 100 miles an hour. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. As Smoltz said, that was like the easiest 100 mile an hour gas I think I've ever seen. He has a seven inch stride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just puts his foot down, throws all arm, and it's 100 miles an hour. How long till that guy gets hurt, though? I mean, come on. Jesus. Or is he just, a, he might just be a freak, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, when you used to see a guy like Joel Zumaya or somebody come in and, and throw 100 miles an hour, everybody was on the top step watching it, but he was he was high effort. I mean, his body's yeah. flying all over yeah. the place. I, I don't know what to think about Gratterall's delivery because for me it, it is all arm. I mean, he fires his hips pretty good, but he's he's literally striding like a foot, and it's moving <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that guy's nasty. Oh, the game's nasty. just insane. But that that goes back to what I'm saying. Where what what he came in in the fifth inning or sixth inning? Sixth inning with two sixth on. inning. Sixth inning from the sixth inning on, you're facing hundred mile an hour yeah. fastballs. By the yeah. time you get to the ninth, it's it's like you know everybody's already seen that today. Even if it has, even if training has good movement. Yeah, they had the consecutive uh, singles off Walker Bueller. Yep. And I thought, the Braves can blow this thing open now. And then they bring this guy in who I haven't seen much of, only in the highlights. I've seen him a couple times, but I, I'm not, I wasn't aware of the kind of, he, the, the kind of stuff he had. He gets, he comes in and gets Swanson on a little pop up, then just blows away uh, who, who they got in there. Oh, oh, poor Pache's in there at that point, right? Yeah. yeah Pache's <laughs> still in there. Just, just blows him away, man. And then, uh, and then gets uh, Marcakis on a little. Oh, the comebacker, the comebacker yep. to the mound, and fields it cleanly, beautifully. And underhands it to first, and then yeah, point to yeah, the sky. So I'm just kind of going, what was that? He, he put that, he put that fire out in a hurry, man. <laughs> I thought the brace, the brace are in trouble now. They didn't score then, and these guys are bringing in guys like that from the bullpen. Yeah, the next dude they brought in Dustin May throwing yeah. one hundred mile an hour sinkers. <laughs> you know they're moving four feet. Those two guys back to back, wow! And then Braves just got warmed up, man. It's said, all right. We'll just bide our time here. <laughs> I was watching that game though, uh, and two things happened that that I didn't really, I wouldn't have done personally. I 
I wouldn't have taken May out and brought in that lefty to face Marcakis because yeah. I feel yeah. like it was it was give, doing him a favor. And I also yeah. wouldn't have taken Marcakis out because I felt like the lefty's the guy he could have hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was kind of surprised they did do that. Uh, that they took out Marcakis at that point, but that's why they got Sandoval on the on the bench. Well, it's Charlie then, though. They brought Charlie in, and he. Oh, that's right. Out. They brought Charlie in. And Sandoval came in. Charlie hadn't gotten pitch. a lot of action. Yeah, I was. That was surprised. I saw Charlie. I was like, Charlie, really? Yeah. Charlie struck out, but yeah, that's when they had loaded the bases. They got that leadoff double from Azuna, uh, and then they what? They intentionally walked uh, Dansby. Yep. Oh, and then they then they hit Sandoval with the pitch. That was right, it, and it yeah. barely hit it, barely nicked him. But that was professional. That was that was he was being he was being Pablo Sandoval there, loaded the bases there. God, when he comes up, you just feel like my dad texts me because he just loves he my both my parents love looking at Sandoval. So they you know so he texts me and asks what was going to happen there. I was like, Dad, anything could happen. He could hit a ball a foot off the plate exactly. in the dirt. The only thing I I knew wasn't going to happen was I knew he wasn't going to walk. And I didn't think he'd get hit by a pitch, but he, kept he didn't it move that elbow. No, he didn't. <laughs> hey, how about how about you can't even see his face the way he wears that helmet with the guard <laughs> and pulled down so low? I'm like, I don't even know what he looks like from that helmet where he's wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a character. Good. That's a different look for a pitcher facing him, man. Because he is. If What's he uncomfortable? Is not, if he had three bills, then you know. <laughs> he's a close. heavy dude. He's a big yeah. boy, man. <laughs> but you know he's going to come out swinging. You know, and, and the funny thing is, is when you face him, you're not even comfortable when you throw. You know, you you try to pitch yeah. around him or try to yeah. make him be aggressive. But sometimes those are the balls he hits the best. So it's when he gets in the box, you just feel like I have no clue what's going to happen here. I can make a great pitch and he could hit a homer. I could throw a fastball right down the middle and maybe get him out. He's he's kind of like Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, bad ball hitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what's funny? I asked Snit about him uh, before the game yesterday. I asked him, I said, How's Sandoval? Snit, have you got a chance to talk to him? Yeah, because this weird, how you arrived so late and all that. You know, he's been down at the Dewood Town. You forget he's even on the team until he came he into down, the box. Yeah, it was down at the alternate camp, you know, until the uh, postseason. And uh, Snit goes, Oh, yeah, he's awesome. I talk to him a lot. He's great. I think he's great with our young guys. And he goes, and He goes, I tell you what, he's always ready. I look down at him in the late innings. He said, He's standing <laughs> cool. down there with his batting gloves and his bat in his hands, looking at Snit like, Put me in. Put me in. He said, He's ready. <laughs> That's cool. He's ready every day when Snit looks down there at the end of the dugout. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah, you know, at some point, I think you could end up having an impact in this postseason, man. Cause I, I asked Snit, I go, Well, he's It'll probably played more. I said he's probably played more of these games than the rest of the roster combined, right? Snake goes, well, probably so. He goes, I know he's got more rings than the rest of us combined. <laughs> he's got three, I think. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's been there and seen it all. Having a guy like that to be able to talk to these young guys, that's invaluable, man. I feel like it's just good luck to be able to roll out a dude yeah. that looks like he's off a backyard baseball video <laughs> game or something, too. It looks like a beer league softball player, man. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He'd be great. He'd be great on the beer league field. <laughs> He's probably playing that a little bit to get stay in shape. So anyway, that was a hell of a start to the to the to the to the L, to the first NLCS for the Braves since two thousand and one. It's hard to believe. You know, they they kept saying, they kept telling us this is a different team. Most of these guys yeah. don't even know anything about that streak, and that's exactly what they look like. Because this is a team that had lost nine consecutive postseason uh, game ones and nine consecutive postseason series, and also the wild card series as well. 
and now they've won three consecutive postseason game ones. And 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 you would never know that this was a team that that had not done it for nearly two decades because they're playing with swag, man. They've got swagger, they got confidence, and they know they got the back end of that bullpen to come in. You just keep it close, and and that'll they'll shut it down until you can get the bats in order. Yeah, and having that pen, you know, I think that takes a lot of pressure off the offense too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Because they, they know once those guys are in there, they're going to keep getting shots, you know. Yeah. If there's five innings left in a the game, it's going to keep getting shots until they yep. break through. And last night they did it in the ninth. So stay tuned. Got Ian Anderson against Clayton Kershaw, game two. Huge game for the Braves, just like game one was. But it, this one's even bigger for the Dodgers because they know they, now they got some pressure on them. And they haven't had that the whole postseason. This is a team trying to get to its third World Series in four years. And all of a sudden they're facing a Braves team that's like, whoa, we didn't see these guys this year. They've kind of retooled. They got some pieces now, man. Yeah, Ian Anderson feels like one of those guys that, you know, people that can climb a mountain, a crazy mountain without a rope. They say they just, they're missing this trigger in their brain that, that triggers yeah, fear. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how he's feeling yeah. so far this season. I mean, he just, he seems to just not be afraid of anything. So, I mean, I don't think he'll be rattled tonight either. Oh, two quick things to mention. He is playing tonight in front of his first major league crowd. Yep. They're letting like 11,000 people in there. And did you hear them doing the tomahawk chop at chance at one point? They were. They were doing it. There's quite oh, a few Braves. That, there were more Braves fans there than Dodger fans, which kind of surprised me a little bit, but I guess it shouldn't have because if you're Dodger fans, you know, and they put those tickets on sale at the last minute, you're a little jaded. You're going, nah, you know, we've done this every year. It's like the Braves used to go every year, you know? Yeah. Whereas the Braves fans took advantage and jumped on that. There's a lot of Braves fans, and there's a lot of Braves fans in Texas too. So, Well, they had more to yell about yesterday too, so it might be more even than they it certainly seems. did. So he's going to pitch in front of his first major league crowd because, you yep. know, he made his debut this year. And his parents are going to be there, and his twin brother, who was his catcher in high school, That's is going cool. to be there. And it's the first time that they've seen him pitch. His parents have seen him pitch since the Futures game in last summer in 2019. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. And I guess is one of his boyhood idols, Clayton Kershaw. So it'll be fun. This has been uh, it's been everything the Braves had hoped so far. And I think even their even even their even the cynical Braves, most cynical, hard bitten Braves fans are starting to go, okay. There might Maybe be something to this team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you it know, scares you. I get it. It scares you. You know, you've been let down right over the years, but this just, it just feels different. Yeah, it does. It really does feel different. All right. We'll talk to you guys again uh, by Friday, by Friday, no later than Friday. And who knows? This thing might be close to over by then. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. All right. 755 is real. We're out. We're out.